listening to the Story Embers podcast, a podcast dedicated to guiding and inspiring Christian storytellers to glorify God with excellent craftsmanship. I'm your host, Grace Livingston, and welcome to episode 12, How to Effectively Portray Prayer in Your Writing. Hey everyone, I'm Grace Livingston. I'm Josiah DeGruff. I'm Rolina Hatfield. And I'm Dea Slam. And today we are discussing prayer, how to use it effectively in your story, and what pitfalls to avoid to make sure it doesn't come across as cheesy or contrived. Alrighty, I'm going to turn it on over to you guys. Take it away. So in terms of the problem, because I, I like starting, starting things by looking at the problem before uh, looking at solutions. I think the reason why prayer or miracles can often feel contrived is because as authors, we have control over that. You know, mm. we get to decide, does prayer get an answer? Does a miracle happen? And so when the reader is, when the reader is reading through the story, it's very, I think it's very easy for the reader to say, oh, well, of course prayer worked there. As the author, you could make prayer work. And of course you got a miracle there. You're the author, you could make the miracle work. As a result, I think that's the challenge is when you're showing answered prayer or when you're showing answered miracles, how can you show in a powerful way, given the fact that Rear knows when this case isn't, you know, it's not God, it's you as the author. How do you make it meaningful while also being the person who's who's in full control of it? Yeah, the difficulty I think can also come from uh, can come from just the fact that we're writing fiction. I think of a talk I heard by one of the Kendrick brothers he said in their films, they'll use answer prayers or miracles, but they always use ones they've seen in real life. Like it actually happened to them or somebody they know. And that's really cool to know. But at the same time, in a lot of Christian films, when this happens, it, well, first of all, we don't know that it's actually real, that it actually happened. And uh, for us, it comes across as fake because the reader mindset is, it, it can't just be real. It has to feel real to me. And so right. they'll go, well, okay, that's really nice that somebody had answered prayer. Let's wait till that happens to me and then it'll impact mm-hmm. my life. So you're not presenting the truth that they really need. They need to have the truth of, I just got to address my situation where I don't have this answer prayer and I don't have a miracle. You know, write to your audience. And our audience in America doesn't see a lot of miracles. And I want to compare this to actually another film I watched. It's called Faith Like Potatoes, which is, they said it was based on a true story or, or was a true story. And so in that, in that video, there was a lot of answer prayer, a lot of miracles, but it was much more believable because it said at the beginning, this is based on a true story. So I was like, wow, that's cool that that actually happened. The thing I really want to pull out from that video actually was that I think there was one time somebody died or was dying. A guy prayed over him and he was healed or, or something of that sort. But then later on in the movie, somebody got ran over by a tractor and then he prayed over him and he, that person died. And there's this one scene where this guy who prayed over him, his wife is walking along and her friend is like, why, why didn't your husband just pray over him? You know, he could have brought him back to life and just like the look on her face, like you, why did you even ask that question? That was a really powerful moment, probably more powerful than any of the, the mm. actual miracles in the movie. And I think the more interesting story is not the story of the person who prayed and God brought somebody back to life, but the person who has seen that happen in the past and now God's not doing mm. the same work again. 
and then their journey of of having to keep their faith through God not answering prayer when you did before. That's really that's one way you can include miracles is when you you just bring in it's like a world world building, you know, you get like one one free buy like oh there's uh anti-gravity zones in my world and readers just assume that. You can say oh the, a miracle happened in the past and readers will just just assume that. Mm. Um but then as you go forward having it not happen, uh then mm-hmm. you can have a really good story out of that. Right. And I mean, I think one of the things you're you're touching on then there that I think is is important is is what role is the answered prayer or the miracles? What role is it filling in the book? Is it, mm-hmm. you know, something that's just happening on the side or is it pretty pivotal for solving the plot? Yes. Because it's often, you know, if, it, if it's just solving the plot, then it may be very hard to make it not just a, a duex machina. And you know, one of the one of the stories I thought did a really good job at this that I think shows another way you can do this is uh, Prince of Egypt by DreamWorks, which is one of my favorite movies of all time. Not just because I'm nostalgic for it as a child, even though I totally am. But <laughs> one of the reasons why I thought their use of her is so good because the pray you know, they're praying for deliverance from the beginning of the movie, but it takes them an hour and a half of praying for years and years and years and seem to be unanswered, unanswered, unanswered all that time until it finally works. And so as a result, I thought it was powerful because it's, it's not an immediate answer. And because it's not an immediate answer, because they have to learn patience, it became that much more powerful through that because we, we had to go through so much unanswered prayer before we found ourselves with the answered prayer. Right. And I think that that really brings about that God's will needs to be evident in uh, navigating miracles and answered or unanswered prayers. Like, for example, I was writing a script with a team of drama people. And in the script, it was set way back in the days when Christ was alive. And they had a blind girl, even though she was a fictional character, they had a blind girl who was healed in that story. And we went back through and we wanted to make sure that it was the drama was for kids. And we wanted the kids to understand that this may have been God's will for her that she was healed, but we also had another character who was not healed in the story, which was the same kind of thing that Deus was talking about with the movie Faith Like Potatoes. Um, but that God's will is evident in, in, in writing, even in fiction pieces, that you know, for one person it may be this answer of prayer, but for another person it may be a different answer of prayer. Mm-hmm. I think part of that just comes to depicting prayer accurately to what we see in real life. Then real life there are many prayers that are either not answered or where we just simply don't know the answer and treating mm-hmm. prayer as a magic spell isn't really realistic. Mm-hmm. And it's not realistic to treat prayers as if they're never answered, but it's not mm-hmm. tre- realistic mm-hmm. to treat prayers as if they're always answered the way we want them to either. I think also another story I'd love to see written is somebody's journey in prayer. Cause I've never actually seen that. It's, prayer comes in like a plot device. Like, oh, either answer the question or it won't. But rarely, I, I don't think I've ever really seen it as a theme, which would be so cool. Somebody's journey of, you know, going through the, like, why is this prayer answered and why is this one not? And what's the relationship between my will and God's will? And what's the purpose of prayer? And all there's so many yeah. questions. It's very complex. Yeah. I really love the story of Ben-Hur because I think it tackles some of these things that we're talking about um, that, Judah, the protagonist, obviously he has really bad things that happened to him along his story. And going through, he 
he ends up damaging someone, hurting someone on accident, but then he um, is, you know, accused of doing it on purpose. So he gets taken into a slave ship and all these bad things take happen to him. He's taken away from his sister and his mom and his sister and mom get um, leprosy. And so going through the story, we just see all these things that, that Judah is not in control of, like like Josiah was just talking about. But through that whole story, we see God's saving power and his healing power. We see all of these aspects about God and how he carried Judah through and brought him to where he needed to be so that he could um, not only meet Christ, but also in the end, uh, no, that is a spoiler, but his mom and his sisters are healed from the leprosy. But I love the story leading up to that point that they aren't healed right away. They walk through some terrible times, but they all, all through it, it just shows God, God's power and his presence that he's with them all the way through the, these terrible things that they have to walk through. And Dave says you're describing the story earlier about the person, you know, who sees their friend healed and yet they don't re- receive that same healing. Like that's you know, like to me, I listen to that pitch like that. That is the, the type of story I want to I want to read or I want to watch because I guess because it gets at the it, it gets at our lack of control. Because why do we pray? Why do we ask for miracles? Well, it's because we don't have control. Because we're going to the one who has control. But the it, because the struggle of not having control is we don't get to decide who's healed and who's not healed. And so if we see, oh, well, I'm not healed, but my friend is. It gets to the fact that I'm not in control and I may not particularly like the decisions that the person in control makes. And that to me sounds like a very fascinating question to explore in storytelling is how do you deal with the fact that you're not in control and you may not like the decision or may not like or understand the decisions that the person in control makes. Mm. We'll be right back after this break. Stay tuned. Enjoying the Story Universe podcast, please rate and review us in iTunes. You can also subscribe on Stitcher, TuneIn, and Spotify so you can listen on the go and never miss an episode. Welcome back, everyone. I'm here with SC staffers Josiah DeGraff, Rolina Hatfield, and Deus Lamb, and we're swapping thoughts on prayer and how to portray it effectively in our storytelling. Picking up where we left off, Deus, you said you had another thought on the idea that unanswered prayers might actually hold more potential for storytellers than answered prayers. Yeah, I'm actually reminded, I think it's in our welcome sequence here at Story Embers. Josiah, you have an article in there about theme. I believe it says that one of the keys to having a convincing message is to really focus on the question and the pain and spend, you know, 8% of the mm-hmm. plot focusing on the why and, mm-hmm. and you really need an answer, but I don't have it. And to the point where then when you give the message, the reader's like, finally, I wanted to know. Whereas if you right. give it off the bat, they're like, well, thanks for that little moral, man. Mm-hmm. Thanks, but not. Yeah. And I think you're tying it to this, you know, when does the reader struggle with prayer? Well, it's probably not when they got their prayer answered. Yeah, the reason they that they struggle with prayer when it's not being answered. And I think that's why I'm perhaps more interested in stories about unanswered prayer than answered prayer. I don't know, maybe this would be a cool story idea, you know, why might someone have their prayers answered and you know, and struggle with that? You know, are there struggles that come when your prayer is answered? Well, maybe if your prayer is answered and your friends isn't. But you know, we generally don't struggle when things are going well. We struggle when things are not going well, and that's why I find unanswered prayers the more interesting stories at times to tell. 
So to kind of wrap this all up, what would you say your guys' top tips are for using prayer and writing? So I think the, the practical tips I would have would be the following. Um, when writing prayer, I'd remember that unanswered prayer at times is more interesting for storytelling purposes than answered prayer. In conjunction with that, for, you know, really for every answered prayer you show, there should be many unanswered prayers to make it realistic. And I think, well, I think those would be my two tips. And also on the same lines, even if you have many answered prayers or you don't, having that time delay is often very important for realism of, oh, it was actually 30 years later when that prayer got answered. That's important. And also, yeah, even if you want to write prayer realistically, you have to actually pray. So do that. (laughs) (laughs) Mm -hmm. Wise words. Indeed. Thanks so much for joining me, guys. And thanks to you listeners for tuning in. You can learn more about each of today's panelists at storyumbers.org forward slash about. And as always, big shout out to our Patreon supporters, Taylor Clogston and Michael Stanton. Turning the conversation over to you listeners now, which do you think is more powerful in storytelling? Answered or unanswered prayers? And what's your favorite instance of prayer in a story? We'd love to hear from you in the comments. Finally, join me again on July 20th with the next episode of the Story Embers podcast. Well, sometimes it's not even easy to talk and then you make me sound smart. And I'm like, what? (laughs) (laughs) I need Gracie like to edit everything I say. You can just come and be Mm. like... We need to put a warning at the beginning of each podcast, like, warning, these people are not as smart as they really sound. <laughs> 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 <laughs>